You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live at the studio of Worldwide Sports Radio. All right, let's go. It, it, it's the third and long show. And here's your host, Maddie Caps. And welcome everybody to a brand new show of third and long here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You got myself, Mr. Matty Caps, along with Mr. Speedy Petey, my co-host, producer, and good friend. And uh, Speedy, you actually have some news to tell everybody about where you and Mr. Earl Marks are heading to this uh, upcoming weekend. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Errol Marks hasn't been doing his show. He is at Game 7 yes, he of... Is the Stanley Cup Finals, so he will not be here the rest of the week. But And he says he's going to get on-ice interviews at the end of the game. That's so. that, that's going to be extremely tough to do in a Game it 7, is. especially if they win or if, if the Boston Bruins win the Stanley Cup. He, he's, he's in a dream world if he thinks well, he's going to be able to get actually, on-ice interviews. Actually, he says that he wouldn't mind... No, he doesn't want the Bruins to win, but he said, like, for personal purposes, he wouldn't mind trying to interview Brad Marchand because he said Brad Marchand's really funny. So, interesting. <laughs> I guess for a personal purpose, that would be. But, the case. Speedy, go ahead. Tell so, everybody where you're headed. Errol and I, along with Ashley Sarge, next week will be headed to the. Next week, you mean this weekend? No, next weekend. Oh, it's next weekend. Yes, it's June 21st and 22nd. Oh, I thought it was this weekend. No. I thought it was this weekend. But, ah. nevertheless, we'll be on. Our, on our flight to Vancouver for the NHL draft. And we're not going to have the same coverage that we did last year because last year they tried to do a live show with the off-the-post guys. It will be exclusively interviews and video footage from there. And we'll try to do as much as we can because it's going to be complicated. That's to really interesting. It's going to be very complicated to get in there with all the media, but we're going to try our best to get as much as we can. I'm sure Errol will try to get his... Uh, Childhood idol John Van Beesbrook again. <laughs> <laughs> of course, why, why, why wouldn't he try to get his childhood idol in there? But yes, ladies and gentlemen, they are going to the NHL draft. So Islander, uh, New York Ranger fans, they are going to be interviewing Justin Hughes and Capo Caco, whatever his name Capo is. Capo Caco and Jack Hughes is and the other guy. I thought it was, yeah, Jack, Jack Hughes, Hughes, sorry. Jack Hughes. Odds are he's probably going to go to number one of the Devils, though. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But we have other things to get into today and talk about today. And the first things we need to talk about is Kevin Durant. And ladies and gentlemen, it is confirmed what we all thought. Kevin Durant ruptured his Achilles tendon. He did have successful surgery already in New York. It, it, this is something we all knew right right from the get-go when we were able to see what Kevin Durant especially on the video that you were able to see with Kevin Durant when he did fall and take his last final steps, really, if you think about it, um, for them. But Speedy, mm-hmm. think, now, now that he's had successful surgery, okay, he came to New York yesterday, got the MRI, it was kept quiet for some reason, and who cares, even though everybody and their mother knew what it was. You look at the Golden State Warriors now, Okay, we're going to get into this Kevin Durant uh, injury and whatnot, but I want to get into this first. And you look at Kevin Durant right now. Is this loss of Kevin Durant too much for the Warriors to overcome? Keep that question in mind, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because that's going to be what we're going to get into and probably debate about a little bit because I I should have used this question yesterday for when Vinny Rubo was here (laughs) because that that would have been much more interesting. But Kevin Durant did rupture his Achilles, and it is a serious injury. Now, Speedy, looking at free agency, what do you think this means for Kevin Durant now going forward, now that it's finally confirmed? I don't think it'll hurt his chances of getting the max contract because he's still a phenomenal player. Even if he drops off a little, like if he drops off from being, for what most people think is a top three player, he's still going to be top ten, I believe, because I think his game will still be effective on on that leg he's not I, he can drive to the hoop and, and obviously go to the line for foul shots but he's still more of the shooting type he's he can shoot the threes he's maybe the best mid-range shooter in basketball his game i think will still be able to do it on the defensive end it might worry you 
with that kind of injury, trying to come back from it. But again, he was he wasn't an overly amazing defender anyway, so I don't think it's not going to be much of a difference. He still has to be his usual like average system defender that he's been. So I don't think it'll it'll be worrisome. What I do think it'll end up doing though is it will give certain teams leverage, and one of those teams I actually do think that has more leverage now is the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers, interesting. And here's the reason why: because a lot of a lot of Teams now are going to look at Kevin Durant and say, do we really want to sign him knowing that it's going to have the year off? Now, I think the teams should still do it anyway. Teams that want to pursue him, even if it, of course, they'd have to sacrifice year. I think they should do it. But the question is, would Durant want to do it? And would Durant want to wait out and see how the team develops? And the reason I think the Clippers have leverage is the Clippers are already going after Kawhi Leonard and probably are the favorites. Now, if they don't get him, take away everything I say. But I'm going to take away everything you say anyway, so you don't got to worry about that. Again, they can afford to wait, I think, longer and be patient with Durant if they get Kawhi because the Clippers already had some good young pieces in place. They somehow made the playoffs when nobody expected them to. And if they get Kawhi, Kawhi could easily elevate that team again. Is he going to elevate them to the NBA Finals? Probably not. But he's definitely going to elevate that team further where they don't have to, like, do a like a tank year or just a all right we'll just wait it out year like if the nets or the knicks or any team like that are going to get durant it probably would have to be that case because unless again someone else comes but i don't think there's anyone else like Kawhi leonard out there in that free agency that could do that besides kevin durant besides kevin durant they're they're very similar players right and that's that, that that's just the way it is. So that's the one thing I just see switching. Again, I don't think it'll affect who goes after him because I think any team that wants Kevin Durant is still going to go after Kevin Durant. Here, here's but my I think take. it I think it's the leverage of of Kevin I don't Durant see anybody having at. having leverage here and there. He's a free agent. He could go do whatever he wants. We know where Kevin Durant's preferred destinations are, and one of the teams being the New York Knicks. Now I sit here and look at it as a Knicks fan. Okay, do we want to wait? For on Kevin Durant. Do we want to give him that max deal that Kevin Durant is going to get from some other team? Because he will get the max deal from another team. Kevin Durant has come out and said he's opting out. He said he will only opt in as a last resort to the Golden State Warriors. So that's a last resort, is that he's going to opt in to his uh, final player option right. for the Golden State Warriors. So that's not happening for the Golden State Warriors. Kevin Durant is done in Golden State. He played his last game against the Clippers uh, in a Golden State uniform, okay? Now, I sit here and I, and, and I look at his injury and stuff. He's 31 years old. Does Kevin Durant, is is his time done? You you look at it, and, and I started talking about this yesterday. The two worst, well, the three worst surgeries that you could get as a player for an NBA basketball player, is 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 in this order. Number three, the third worst one, microfracture surgery. That is the third worst surgery as an NBA player that you could possibly get. The second surgery that you could get, second worst surgery that you could get as an NBA player is the Liz Frank surgery. They call it the Frank surgery or whatever they call it in his foot. That Kevin Durant previously had in 2015 that made him miss this season. Okay? Keep that in mind. And he came back better than ever. And the worst surgery as an NBA basketball player is this ruptured Achilles that Kevin Durant has now. And you look at it right now. There's been only one person to come back better than ever from a ruptured Achilles tendon. And he goes by the name of Dominique Wilkins. There has been nobody better to come back from an Achilles tear than Dominique Wilkins. You you look at everyone else who's had it. Rudy Gay, not the same player. <laughs> Kobe Bryant, he was already old. So I, right. I don't even consider like Chauncey Billups and Kobe Bryant. When they ruptured their Achilles tendon, I don't consider them. But Kobe, there have Kobe been, still played hard through it, though. Yes, and he came back quicker than anybody at, mm-hmm. and being the oldest right. at 36 years of age. Right. Okay, um, you 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 look at these players that have had the ruptured Achilles. How do they look? How does how does what's his name uh, Boogie Cousins look? He doesn't look like the same player right now after a year no. on the sideline. <coughs> 
He definitely doesn't look the same player, but he looks like he's coming along though. So I'm uh, I'm intrigued well, to again, see his, how Boogie's going to look. His skills next on the year. court, I don't think, are down. It's just he doesn't have the foot speed, and he but doesn't have the is, same speed for his size that we normally saw him but, being. And, and that's huge for Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant is obviously he's very fast. He's a shooting guard, small forward, and he's seven foot. So it, 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 it's it's very different. But the fact of the matter remains is that he tore. Uh, ruptured his Achilles tendon. He had surgery in New York uh, today, earlier today. Um, you saw on his Instagram, and he was all over social media saying it was good, everything was great. So that's always positive going forward. The only concern I really have is not really the raw speed for Durant because, again, I don't think that's his entire game. He was never the fastest guy the, on the court. He was, again, fast but never like raw speed to find his game. The question is how will he affect that step-back shot because he does that just as good as anybody, if not the best well, in the league. Well, how do you think he tore his Achilles? Like, it was, right. it was, he was so going to pull that, will that Serge Ibaka. make a difference? Yeah. That, that'll be the biggest and thing. And listen, you're gonna, we're not going to see Kevin Durant next year. Kevin Durant is going to be on the sidelines next year for whatever team he feels that he is going to be able to make an impact. Now, the question remains, who is it going to be? What teams out there are going to go after him? The Brooklyn Nets are definitely a team that are going to go after Kevin Durant. The New York Knicks are a team that's going to go after Kevin Durant. Um, I'm hearing the Golden State Warriors are possibly going to be all in on Kevin Durant. So it's going to be intriguing to see, but he's not opting into that $31.5 million contract player option that he has. He's opting out of it, and it's only a last resort. So I consider the Golden State Warriors out already. Now, do I think he deserves the money? He absolutely deserves a max contract for what he's done and how great of a player he is because when healthy, Kevin Durant is a top three NBA basketball player in the entire world. Mm -hmm. LeBron James, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and Kevin Durant are the top three. You could throw in Anthony Davis at number four if you really wanted to, but those three solidify the three best basketball players on the planet, and it's not even close or debatable. There's no guard. There's no center that's even debatable, okay? Um, does he deserve the money? Yeah, he does deserve the money. I'm not going to act like he doesn't deserve the money, but the question is, who is going to give him the money? Who is going to give Kevin Durant the money that he wants? Right. And I don't know. He's 31 years old. He's going to be 33 when he steps on a basketball court. He's going to be 33. Speedy, what would you do? In this instance, knowing the severity of this injury, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. He's 30. He's turning 31 in September. Okay. So he won't be stepping on a court till he's 32 years old. Mm-hmm. The next time he steps right. on a basketball court, he will be 32 years old. Mm-hmm. So knowing the severity of this injury going forward, what would you do? Again, if you're any team I in the running for him that has a realistic chance, I would still do it. Just because, again, I don't think it'll make too much of a difference I still think he'll be even if he falls out from being a top three player I think he'll still make it he'll still be a top 10 player he'll still make an impact and on his best year could still be a top five player so I would still take the chance if I were him or if I were any team in that situation because again if I'm the Nets you could probably still make the playoffs in the east if you're the Knicks okay just wait it out have your young players grow for a year and like an RJ Barrett, right. Mitchell Rob, M- Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox. Right. Let the young players have those you young guys yep. play. Let the young players grow for a year and who knows, maybe somebody else will come with them too. Like if somebody another free agent still wants to play with Kevin Durant down the road, that's going to have leverage too. And again, if it's somebody that wants to play for the Knicks or somebody who wants to play for the Nets like a Kyrie Irving, then they'll still have leverage. So there's a lot of factors to be considered there with that. I would still do it if I were one of those teams. So again, I wouldn't risk it. I don't, again, I don't know if, if other free agents are going to want to risk that. That's the factor that I, ha- I don't know yet. Because again, guys are going to want to play with Kevin Durant. The question is, will guys want to wait out a year that they're going to be on their own as the only superstar with other young teams if it is the Nets or the Knicks. And that is going to be the question remain to see is that wherever he goes, is there going to be another superstar that follows? Because now there are rumors coming that Kyrie Irving prefers the Brooklyn Nets to the New York Knicks, which I still don't believe because he's always been a Knicks fan his entire life. Yeah. And if he does go to James, Brooklyn... James Dolan is a powerful force, unfortunately, for the wrong reasons. That's true, for the very wrong reasons. But again, 
if that then if Kyrie Irving goes to the Brooklyn Nets, don't get me wrong, I don't want Kyrie Irving anyway on the New York Knicks. If you want me to be honest with you, but if he does go to the Brooklyn Nets, that means D'Angelo Russell is gone, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Dan- D'Angelo Russell in a Chicago Bull uniform teaming with Zach Levine and forming a very good backcourt. If you want me to be honest with you, but again, that's neither here or there. Kevin Durant is going to go sign a max deal with one. I, I think it's going to be with one of two teams, if you want me to be honest with you. I'm considering the Warriors already out. Okay. I don't consider the Warriors in in this discussion, like I said, because again, he has come out and said as a last resort, he'll opt in to his contract, his player option contract. So I consider the Warriors out. I think it's going to be between the Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Those are my two teams who I can see Tevin Durant going to and and either opting in or or uh, not opting in, getting the Big Max deal from one or the other. Could you agree with that, Speedy? Could you agree Again, with that? Again, I, still, I still would add the Clippers, though, because of Jerry West's leverage and because of Kawhi's leverage. I think that could still make a difference, though. It's not a guarantee that Kawhi's going to uh, no, I know LA. That. No, I know that, but I think it's still the most likely scenario. So if that's the leverage that they have, then I wouldn't rule it out for them either because he has come out and still wanted to play in L.A. I don't think there's any chance he goes to the Lakers. I don't think he'll play with LeBron, but no. I, I think the Clippers, especially, again, we always think of Kevin Durant as wanting to overshadow LeBron as the best player. He might want to think, all right, I could go do that in his city. Like, he's going to want to do that. Like, I could still see that kind of thing happen. And Jerry West, we know what he did with the Warriors. Wherever Kevin Durant goes, he's going to want to be the guy. No, I know. But going to L.A. is still LeBron. But if he's if Durant goes there maybe with Kawhi and LeBron goes there, say, with Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant's Clippers are quote-unquote winning and LeBron's aren't, it's going to look good on his It may look mark. good. It may look good, but it's still going to be LeBron's town. He wants to have his own. Okay. He wants to have his own identity, his own town, and New York is the place for him, either with the Brooklyn Nets or with the New York Knicks. I hope okay. it's not the Brooklyn Nets, even though I'm a big, big Kenny, Kenny Atkins advocate. I used to work out with him when I was in high school when he was just came back from overseas, which was like 15, 20 years ago. Oh, my God. I'm 33. I was 18, so I was 18, 28, 29, 31, 15 years ago. He's when, a young coach. How old is he? He's, you know? he's in his uh, mid-40s, I want to know. Okay. No, no. Uh, late 40s. Late yeah, because I know I know he's a, one of the younger coaches, yeah, so late, that late, makes sense. Late 40s, yeah. I, w- I was a junior in high school, so I was like 16, 17, which was literally about 15, 16 years ago when I was working out with him in Northport, the Northport alum. But um, I, I love Kenny Atkinson. He's a very, very smart basketball mind. Um, but again, I wish the Brooklyn Nets suck every which way. I hate the Brooklyn Nets. So that is what it is. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Durant, ruptured Achilles, out for next season. Now all eyes are going to be, where does he decide to go in free agency? And if you want me to be honest with you, if I'm the New York Knicks, I'm, I'm, I'm going after other people. I'm, I'm too scared of this injury. Even though he did come back healthier when he had his uh, Liz Frank surgery, and I, and I understand that, he did come back better than ever, and he proved everyone wrong because that's a very, very tough surgery to come back from. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, he's still a great player. I just don't know if I would go after him and give him the max deal after rupturing his Achilles tendon. I'm thinking of going after Kawhi Leonard now aggressively. Even though I think it's a foregone, how realistic is that? Though? That's what I was gonna say. It's, even though I think it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to L.A. Clippers, um, but you never know. He he, Kawhi Leonard's a very weird dude. He's very extremely weird. But again, not talking about Kawhi Leonard. I'm talking about Kevin Durant, and I I honestly don't know. I I, I mean I I'm in a bind here. I'm a New York Knicks fan. Um, I would have loved Kevin Durant healthy, but that doesn't look like that's happening. I don't know what I would do. It's t- it's tough. If it, Again, it's, it's a tough situation right now. Obviously, the Knicks are still going to pursue him, but it is a tough situation going forward for the New York Knicks. The other free agents are going to be the wild card in this just because, again, some have announced that they would go play with Kevin Durant. The question is, would they now? And that's the thing that the teams are going to have to keep stay aware of if a second-tier free agent or if Kyrie Irving does want to go to – 
that particular spot. I know Kyrie says he prefers the the Nets over the Knicks, but again, if Durant still wants to go to the Knicks, that still may sway him to go there. It'll just depend on how strong that passion to play with him is because now they know they're going to have to wait out that other year. So that'll be the wild card in our list. Again, the Knicks aren't going to win anything next year anyway, especially, again, if if obviously Durant's hurt. So if they were to get him, they weren't going to win anything next year anyway because I still don't think they're there yet. But, again, they still could have leverage for the following year to, to have that maybe that one other piece, the maybe that second-tier free agent, or the young players just make that leap and see how they do. And then they, they can anticipate Durant is coming. They know they're going to have to play harder. So yeah. that could also motivate them at the same time. Yeah, it's going to be something to keep our eyes on. But, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back from break, we have some other uh, Game 6 NBA Finals and stuff I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, into that, I want to talk a little bit about the NBA draft and LeBron James, and then we're going to get into baseball. I want to talk about Big Poppy um, and that situation, which is just pretty crazy. And I want to talk about the New York Yankees and the starting rotation and what should they do. We're going to get into that when we come back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you are listening to the Third and Long Show, and here's your host, Maddie Cavs. 631-676-2968 is the number to reach us here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Third and Long. I'm Maddie Cavs, along with my co-host and producer, Mr. Speedy Petey. And now we're going to stay within the NBA and the finals and Kevin Durant and Speedy. The question I asked you before that we're going to get into now, is the loss of Kevin Durant too much for the Warriors to overcome? Go ahead. I believe so, not majorly, but I think I do believe so, just because I do think, again, his presence on the court gives the Toronto Raptors something to think about. And you could see when he was playing in the first quarter and half of the second quarter before he got hurt, obviously, that his presence was getting other guys involved in the game, whether it was directly him passing because, again, Steph Curry had that hot start. Klay Thompson had that stretch towards the end of the first quarter where he was knocking down a lot of shots. So, again, you could tell the presence on the court really making a difference. And then Durant himself had, what, 12 points in that? He had 11 points in 12 minutes. 11 points in, the, in that 12-minute span. So you could tell his presence was really making a difference, on at least on the offensive end. And it looked like for a while that the Warriors were finally starting to play their game. So... In this kind of series where you could see it's, it's been so low scoring for the most part, there's a lot of close games. I don't know if, again, the, I don't know if the Golden State Warriors are necessarily built to win like that. I don't Can they play survival? Can they defend enough? I mean, that's going to be the question. Draymond Green's a great defender. Klay Thompson's a, a great defender. So that'll make a difference. But I'm just saying, can they win like that the whole way? Because that's not what the Warriors are used to. The Warriors are not really built for long series. They're so dominant all the time. They've gone whole postseasons losing one game, I think. They went one whole postseason just losing a game. I think they went another losing just three. Like They're not used to having to stretch out these series, so I don't know if they can necessarily do it. I think the presence will hurt, especially in closer games, which, again, besides Game 5, Toronto's just been better in. I look at it like this. Can the Warriors overcome the Toronto Raptors? They absolutely can overcome the Toronto Raptors. You're talking about a team that has the championship pedigree already. They're going for a three-peat, okay? They're, they are going for a three-peat. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So they're going for a three-peat. And you look at this team, they have the two best shooters to step into the NBA this season in Clay Thompson, who is shooting 57% from the three-point arc in the NBA Finals, and Steph Curry, who is arguably the greatest shooter of all time. So can they overcome the Toronto Raptors? Absolutely they can overcome the Toronto Raptors, but it won't be an easy game. And now you bring up Draymond Green, too. You brought, you brought up Draymond Green and his defense. Draymond Green is going to have to keep his mouth quiet this game, and I'm going to tell you why. Because he has seven technical fouls. He has six technical fouls. If he gets one more technical foul, he's suspended for a game. Mm -hmm. And if he gets suspended for a game seven, there is no shot in hell this Golden State Warrior team can win. There is not a chance in hell if it goes to game seven Mm -hmm. 
they're they they are going to uh they're going to win. So yes, the Golden State Warriors can overcome the Toronto Raptors. You look at the Toronto Raptors, and if it does go to Game Seven, Toronto Raptors have two players that have ever played in a Game Seven, and everybody knows Game Seven is the pressure game. All the weight is going to be on everybody's shoulders who has never played in a Game 7 in any series. Can you name me those two players who's played in a Game 7 on the Toronto Raptors? For Toronto? There's only two players. Well, Kawhi Leonard, obviously. Okay, then you have to know the other one then. Uh, The other one, in terms of who's played in a Game 7? Who has played in a Game 7 in a very important series. You said you said one. Oh, probably. Kawhi I would imagine Serge Ibaka's no, the other one. No, no, no. no really? No. Danny Green, both teams. Oh, Danny Green, okay. San Antonio Spurs. Right. Those are the only two guys who have played in a Game 7 before. And everybody knows people crack in a Game 7 who has never been there. Wait, Ibaka wasn't on the team that lost to Golden State? No. The Thunder? No. I thought he was traded that offseason. Nope. Oh, really? That's interesting, unless he was hurt. I don't remember that either. those are the two that have played. So let me ask you this, Speedy. If you have to take experience, who are you taking experience to win Game 7? Well, again, experience factor favors the Warriors for sure. But again, like I said earlier, the Warriors are just so used to dominating, so you wonder if they could handle that. The Raptors probably coming into the finals were expecting a grind. They're always that team that, again, has been so choke-prone for a while, and they had to grind it out to beat the 76ers. They had to grind it out to beat Milwaukee, kind of coming back down after losing the first two games and blowing leads in that one. So you're right. From an experience factor, Golden State does have the advantage. But again, the way this series has gone and the way the games have been so close, I just feel like, again, Toronto has fought so much and found something that exposed them a little bit. I know Durant They have more hurt, depth. That is one big thing that the which, Toronto Raptors but have. Again, they have a lot more depth. But again, that was something they were never the known for. They were always a team that was so star-driven, and and people criticized them for not having enough depth. depth. Now they have all of a sudden, they have guys you can rely on off the bench from the forwards playing defense to the free agent or the trade deadline acquisitions like Ibaka and Gasol that they that they were able to make. And those guys, while they haven't been overly consistent, have, have stepped up big at times. So you're looking at cases like that where I think that can end up making a difference too. Now, again, the negative experience could hurt the core guys of the Toronto Raptors. Besides Kawhi Leonard, who, again, he won an NBA championship. He did choke in a Game 7 before with the missed free throw against the Heat the first time. But, again, he overcame for that and won Finals MVP the next year. So, he clearly knows how to handle the pressure. And, again, I think if Toronto were to get bitten by it, I think it would have happened already. Just because, again, these guys have been so choke prone. I think a lot of guys now have just found their groove. Again, none of them have been overly consistent. but Except one person. But, well, yeah, besides Kawhi. I'm talking about the, the role players in the original Raptors. But that is, that, that, that's, that's the that's one good, thing that I think should helps scare them, you. Though. But that should scare you in a Game 7. Because you look at the Game 7 against the Philadelphia 76ers, which they almost and should have lost the Game 7 well, against the That game the was just sloppy as a whole. But they should have lost it. Okay, That's fair. I'm just saying that both teams were really sloppy. But let sloppy. me ask you this. Who helped Kawhi Leonard in that Game 7? Nobody helped Kawhi Leonard in that Game 7 game. So who is going to help Kawhi Leonard in this Game 7 of the NBA Finals? That is something you have to keep in mind. Who is going to make that step up? Because right now we haven't seen anybody take that step up. Yeah, the Toronto Raptors are the better team when Kevin Durant's not on the floor. They are absolutely the better team. They have more depth. They have more players that could put the ball in the hoop than the, than the Golden State Warriors. But who is going to help Kawhi Leonard? That is my question for you. Who is going to help Kawhi Leonard? That's, I, I don't know who it'll be directly because, again, everybody has been having one great game and then they are off the next. I don't know who it would necessarily be, but between Gasol, between Green, they've had their moments. So I feel like it's very possible with anybody. Maybe it's Van Vliet. Maybe it's Siakam, who was great in game one. You don't, it, 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 It's going to be somebody, though. I, have, I just have a feeling because I don't think they can all be cold at the same time. And if that's the case, again, yes, Golden State will win. I just really don't see that with the way this team has battled and just the, with the flow of the whole series. I think low scoring really just benefits Toronto right now because of the they have the defensive depth and they've had this forward defense system that has worked defend the perimeter a little better. Steph Curry's gotten his because he's that unguardable, but 
it really hasn't been a free flow for everybody else. It hasn't been a free flow for everybody else, and that's one thing that scares me with the Toronto Raptors is who do they have to help Kawhi Leonard? Let's be real. Kawhi Leonard is an absolute freak of nature right now with the way he's playing. He, he, they, he's like the Terminator right now. He's just killing everything in its path, okay? Who is going to help him if it gets to a Game 7? Because let's be real. Here's my next question for you, Speedy. Is it a virtual lock that the Golden State Warriors win an Oracle tomorrow night? No. You don't think it's a virtual lock? Far from it. Because of what I was just saying, Kevin Durant's presence, you saw when he was there, it really helped the flow of the Warriors' offense. And even though they won Game 5, it still was a struggle. It still ended up only with 106 points. It involved the Raptors making bad shots and bad set plays at the end of the game that they were that the Warriors were able to capitalize on the possession after, get their transition game going. It just... It, the presence of it just makes a difference. And here's another thing you got to factor in. Kawhi Leonard is maybe the best defender in the league. Now he has to go guard Klay Thompson. Now he can go guard Steph Curry if he wants to. That'll put a lot of pressure on him there. Draymond Green, he's done well as a passer, but he's not a shooter. So are, if somebody like him can step up, okay, fine. But again, it's going to be very hard for that kind of thing to happen. And for that reason, I don't think it is a lock. It's still going to be a close game. The Warriors obviously definitely can win because, again, it's a home t- it's a home game for them, and they still have the talent. But, again, the flow of this series is going to make it hard. They can win close for sure, but it's, it's not going to be easy. I'm not going to call it a lock by any stretch. I'm going to say this. There's only one reason why I think this is a virtual lock. And, Speedy, you haven't brought it up, so I don't think you know. You will know once I tell you. Are you going to go some like emotional rush thing? It's the final game in Oracle Arena ever. Okay. Final game ever at Oracle Arena. Of course, they're moving, obviously. Yeah. So this is the final game at Oracle, and that is why I think it's almost a virtual lock for the Golden State Warriors to win game six and take it back to Toronto for game seven. That is why I think it's going to be a virtual lock. Just And again, the emotions are going to be running high. But also keep in mind, this Golden State Warriors team lost two straight at home. Am I right? Mm-hmm. They haven't done that ever under Steve Kerr right. in, in, in a playoff series. They haven't lost two straight home games in, ever under Steve Kerr. They're not going for three straight losses at home in a, in, in a, in a, in a playoff series. There's no chance in hell they're losing three straight. Steph Curry is probably going to score 40. Clay Thompson is going to score 25. That's 65 between them. And then everybody else is just going to chip in with their 10 to 12 points and doing what they got to do. But again, last game at Oracle, never, ever playing another basketball game there again. This has, this has Golden State written all over it to win by six or more. I still think that's going to be a struggle, though, because odds are Kawhi Leonard is guarding either Steph or Clay Thompson. So I can't see both of them really going off like that. It's going to be very hard. I can't see him guarding any of those. I think those guys have a quick enough release where they'll be able to shoot very quick against Kawhi Leonard, even though Kawhi Leonard is the best defensive player in basketball for the past few years, and I firmly believe that, even though he hasn't won it back-to-back-to-back years. I still think he is the best defensive player in the NBA, and I don't think there's anybody close. But, again, those guys are going to get their points. And, Speedy, I've always said you can never stop, especially in the NBA game, you can't stop a superstar from scoring. No, I'm you not You have to that. hope. You have to hope and pray to keep those superstars under their averages. Right. If Steph Curry's averaging 28 points in the NBA Finals, you want to hold him to 24 points, and that's a win. Oh, sure. Clay just... Thompson averaging 26 points in the NBA Finals. You hold them to 20. That's a win. Well, sure. I'm not saying that they, it's impossible. I'm just saying 40 and 25, you're used to that being their usuals. And while Steph Curry has had that, I don't know if they've had that at the same time. Clay Thompson's best game was Steph Curry had one good stretch in it, and that was it. So it I just hasn't seemed like that kind of flow has been happening. And now, again, with uh, without Durant. Kawhi Leonard will be guarding one of them. And Kawhi Leonard, one of the things that make it, makes his defense so valuable is obviously his hand size and how good he is with, with jumping and getting in people's faces and stuff like that with his hand size. And that can impair the vision of, of somebody stepping back. Now, obviously, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are great at creating space, but still, that could be something that's going to be very hard because, again, 
unless Steve Kerr can get the rotation to work where he gets them on the floor at the same time with Kawhi Leonard out of the game somehow, then it's going to be very hard for both of them to get that kind of thing. It is something we are going to have to watch and whatnot, but again, with it being the last game at Oracle and the Warriors having all the emotion on their side, especially after a big win in Toronto and not winning a game at home yet in this NBA Finals, they're winning at Oracle. It's going to go to Game 7. It's going back to the North. It's going to Jurassic Park. It's going back to Toronto. There's no doubt in my mind. And I, I Honestly, I would put $1,000 on the Golden State Warriors to win this game. All right. It might not be the smartest bet because, again, Kawhi Leonard scares the living hell out of me with the way he plays the game of basketball. But nobody else on that team scares me. Nobody on the Toronto Raptors gives me that fear factor that they could go Not out. Not on a consistent basis, but again, we've seen it be somebody else. It it's rarely seems like... It's not like the Philly series where you're right, Kawhi single-handedly did it with his, what, 35 points and that, that dagger of a shot in that game. It doesn't seem like that kind of thing. There's usually one other guy that has stepped up. You're right, it's been really inconsistent. Kyle Lowry's been really inconsistent. Ibaka's been really inconsistent. Gasol's been really inconsistent. That's fine. But usually there's somebody. There's usually a, one other guy who plays well. And that's, again, that can make a difference in a, a defensive game if, say, Steph Curry gets his and, say, Clay Thompson gets enough and they can contain the rest. So that, that'll end up making the difference. But you're right. None of them are overly trustworthy. I just don't see everybody going cold at the same time. Uh, and listen, uh, fair enough. The one thing the Toronto Raptors have over the Golden State Warriors being on the road is that they have more depth than the Golden State Warriors going forward, and that is something, again, that could play into the Toronto Raptors' hands and something that they might need. They have more depth and more guys that could put the ball in the hoop than the Golden State Warriors do. So keep that in mind. But ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to a quick break, ladies and gentlemen. And when we do come back from break, I, I, I do want to talk about a little bit more of KD. Then I'm getting into the LeBron James saga and the NBA draft that's coming up in about a week and a half. We're going to get into that when we come back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. You, you, you are listening to the Third and Long Show. And here's your host, Matty Cavs. 631-676-2968 is the number to reach us here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We're in, we're on Long Island in Bohemia, New York. It is a beautiful, gorgeous day here, and it's summertime, really, for us uh, here, Speedy. And I'm sure you're loving the weather. I'm loving the mm-hmm. weather. I'm sure Vinny Rubo is definitely loving <laughs> this weather, as he always does. But, Speedy, let me ask you this. Staying with the NBA before we get into other type of... Uh, situations like LeBron James before we get into the LeBron James and Lakers saga and Anthony Davis because there is some news that ooh that is a tough didn't and he's always been obviously criticized since he went to Golden State move and we've said that about guys before we think he wanted to compete and win a title for this team I think think he wanted to compete for them I he has heart and he cares about the game of basketball he loves the game of basketball he wanted to be out there for post I've seen it already but he he a Warriors in that game five. So, uh, how worried should LeBron James be? On a scale of one to ten, I'm going to say rumored to go there all the time. And it has that big three in 2012 with Kobe, Steve Nash. It hasn't been as attractive in the past. And now, again, Kevin Durant's not going to want to go there. Kawhi's wanted to go to L.A., but it's going to be the Clippers most likely. So, you're really leaning on a lot, and maybe the other thing they could bank on is Kyrie, but that's Brooklyn or New York, so, I mean, which end are you going to get out of it? So, yeah, I think it's, I would say, like, a 6 out of 10, and, yeah, that's the other thing I got to look at. I think right now the biggest light... this right now. There are news, and since we are talking, of course, there's been no news or... Re- this seems eerily similar, like, to know how to run a team. Really is making... Uh, James Dolan, we, he's been out of the Don't media. Don't jinx anything. I know, but uh, Steve Mills, which is always a good thing when you let people who are supposed to run the org whatsoever, okay? Her father, would. it's it's really disgusting because she has no idea. Kurt Rambis, who has <laughs> for advice. That just shows you have no Rambis. It's absolutely disgusting to see that 
He's screaming right now at his daughter, screaming, firing. Paul, his agent, has come out and said if the it'll be for one year. They're not going to just trade every asset. The L.A. Lakers, like he's destined for the L.A. Lakers, well, if then, you want me to be honest. The case where Anthony Davis is coming, but have to be a little bit so better the Knicks going have forward. To, the Knicks have to be Grant. Then maybe you could consider it, but again, I... But it looks like we have our first caller today, and who am I speaking with? Sure, what's going on? I don't know what to call it, but it doesn't make the Warriors... And is a competitor, and he didn't want to play franchise a little bit. And their doctored play where he scored 11 points and didn't miss a shot? I, so I, I, could, agree, I could almost agree with that. Uh, in uh, New York City, and he dropped 673 with uh, one leg. And, and, and that's what's so funny. Better than ever. Kevin Durant is a person that don't look the same. Kobe Bryant, but I don't count Kobe Bryant because he was old. Like 33 or 34. No, I think played a little bit and then signed with the Sixers. Not going to give Kevin Durant any blame I'm gonna, whatsoever. I'm gonna, you know, it's 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 competitive nature. His Achilles, not a full tear, but I think we a little on his Achilles, of basically. Achilles. Understand? Nobody respect Kevin Durant. Carried him. You don't bring Kevin Durant down three-one to an unknown by himself in the playoffs. But three in a row. I think they're going to come back and win. The the two games that they won, Toronto Raptors game three by holding out Clay Thompson, got the defending champions. I, I think game flow. The two games that they beat them in the Raptors too. Oh, absolutely! Raptors, but but the that's Raptors the thing. through game is, is is I I just find a just a quiet Leonard Spurt person on that team who could go yeah. the right now percent mm -hmm. ever. He's better. Great team defense, right? And you know that you know available for guys like Javale McGee. But I that don't, I just I don't, don't see. That. I think with this game six in or I think they're going to put it on Toronto and go. Back. Who are the only two players have that? Danny Green on the San Antonio Spurs. Kyle Lowry before this. Funny, I was thinking about the game seven. I'm talking about Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. Everybody knows how important a game seven is and how much Previn, okay? Who is going to help Kawhi? I think he's still hurt. I, look at the way he hopped series where, or even in the Philly series where Kevin Durant should have pulled the Kawhi Leonard. I 100% I disagree with that. Kawhi Leonard could not be any healthier right now. You think so? I, I absolutely Just, think so. Um, play that he dunked on Jordan Bell and look at how he winced in pain when he um after the dunk I think it was an and one and I then there was um, another he wouldn't be playing like he is he's playing out of his mind right now and let's be real here if Nick Nurse wasn't such a rookie coach and was such an idiot when you're up by six and you call a meaningless timeout because you didn't want to lose him back-to-back timeouts to give Steph Curry and uh Clay Thompson a little bit of breath and get some Gatorade and a breath of fresh yeah, air in them. The Toronto Raptors, we don't even have this conversation. Toronto Raptors win four games to one. Nick Nurse is the reason why they're in a game six right now. There's no one else to blame. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If the Raptors lose this series, those timeouts is going to live in infamy. They will be yeah. talked about forever. Okay? I can't even find a comparable type of... Um, you can't. There's none out there. You can't. A, can't a comparable situation. You can't find oh, one out there. I'm I'm trying to think of the timeout. Oh, yeah, I found one. Do you remember the Cowboys-Giants game, uh, 2011, where Jason Garrett called a timeout on his own kicker? And then Jason yep. Pierre popped. <laughs> that was so funny. And the kicker made it on the first try. Oh, yeah, and he called the timeout on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I that was hilarious. I'm a Giant fan. It was the turning point of the Giants season. And they, they, won, the, and they won the Super yeah, Bowl. they won the Super Bowl. You're talking to a Giant fan. Both they, of us over here are Giant fans. And they won the second game against the Cowboys, I think, three weeks later after that, yeah, too. And they blew them out. That was the turning point because I think the Cowboys that year blew about six games in yes. the fourth quarter. I'm just going to... Yep. one of the worst ones I've ever seen. I'm just That's gonna where all the Tony Romo choke memes originated. I, I'm just going to tell you this. Back, back to the NBA, I just wouldn't count out the Golden State Warriors. Two-time back-to-back champions have arguably the two best shooters on the floor... Uh, at every every given time, at every minute, um, I just don't like to count out defending champions. That it, that's I, just me. Okay. The reason I disagree with you is because you can honestly say if you remove Kevin Durant from the from the last two um, finals games, then who knows? Because from what I saw from two thousand, but 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 that's my point. If Kevin Durant wasn't even on the team, they would still have a lot of cap space. So who knows who they would have gotten? Yeah. And and they would still have all their players that they had from the seventy three win team. From that, so who knows what would happen? I don't like to play the if game, okay? Yeah, that, yeah. That's just me. I don't like to play the if game or whatever because you could go the if game in every different scenario, every which way you want to go with the if game. So that's but really tough have, to say. Do you have faith in, in <laughs> Stephen Curry 
And because his second half performance, his finals performance has been below average for uh, up until this you know, series, whole, whole up until up until this NBA Finals, his NBA Finals has not been up to Steph Curry's uh, up to Steph Curry's ability. But this NBA Finals, he's showing a different type of Steph Curry. He's carrying this team. When they went down three to one, he carried the team on his shoulders last game. Every which way, he carried the team the on his shoulder. What's up? I thought DeMarcus Cousins and Clay Thompson. Well, he was very important. Clay, well, uh, well, listen, when, when, when the Toronto Raptors are up by six, they call that timeout. You give yeah. you give Clay Thompson and Steph Curry a little bit of uh, fresh air and breather and some Gatorade yeah, or Powerade yeah. in them. They went off. They went on a 9-0 run between them two themselves. They yeah. hit three straight threes. Now, but you could go back and say what kind of offense is Nick Nurse running because they turned the ball over on two of the three possessions they on that. So basic. They, it, 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 it was so bad. Look like uh, Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air <laughs> with that, that shot. shot. Well, it, it did get blocked. It, it, if you saw it, I don't know if you saw like yeah. uh, he did. Uh, Draymond, Draymond Green, Green got did. A yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, he did touch the ball on that block shot. So I'm going to give Kyle Lowry the benefit of the doubt there. But listen, again, they took the ball out of Kawhi Leonard's hand because they doubled them. They needed someone else to score, and they couldn't find someone else and to score. Also... So if it does come down to a final moment in a game seven, and they take the ball out of Kawhi Leonard's hands. Are you confident in anybody on Toronto? I'm maybe, not. And maybe that doesn't happen if they don't waste the 10 seconds or whatever before that. So. But again, we're not playing the if game. We're not that, playing the if game. What did that tell you about Kawhi Leonard, that the fact that they need to date? I don't, I don't remember them doubling LeBron like that. And oh, they definitely, the looked, they, duffled, they definitely looked. They definitely covered uh, LeBron like that. They definitely went after LeBron like that. In a, but again, those games never went really down to the wire besides yeah. the one that uh, uh, Cleveland won. Uh, yeah, Cleveland won where Kyrie Irving hit that three over Steph Curry. But let's be real here. I, I'm, I'm not a big LeBron lover. Let me just state this here. LeBron James is not a closer. He needs someone else on the team that, to, that could close out championships and, and games. He had Dwayne Wade when he was with Miami, and then he had Kyrie Irving who closed out and had probably one of the best NBA final series that nobody talks about against the Golden State Warriors when they came back and won that. Okay, LeBron James is not a closer. So Whoa, that's, the, the numbers don't, don't, don't uh, dispute that. So his, his numbers in the clutch in the playoffs, are, are like maybe shooting like 52%. He could be like doing whatever he wants. Wait, he d- Listen, Kawhi, uh, Dwayne Wade and Kyrie Irving closed out those games for him. He didn't close out for, those games. Against who? OKC? OKC? Who else did they play? Um, the Spurs? They played the Spurs. They played the Spurs. He was basically a, a Robin. He was basically what Curry is to Durant. And, and yes, I think Kyrie Irving had an amazing game 5, 6, and 7. But if LeBron doesn't score 40, 40 plus points three games in a row, but again you could say that you but 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 again you could say that about the other players too in other situations. But again we're yeah. we're not talking we're, we're not talking about that. I'm I'm sorry for even bringing that up because we could just go on forever and ever about that. <laughs> but 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 you look at you look at Kevin Durant right now taking him off the team. I just am finding it. I I do find it hard for Golden State to win the game seven because I do I do firmly believe it's going to go to game seven because I don't see them losing their last game ever at Oracle um, tomorrow night. But I just don't trust anybody on the Toronto Raptors besides Kawhi Leonard that could go out there and score. And to be honest with you, Steve Kerr is going to have that that final play, that game imprint, final play going doubling. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and letting someone else beat him. Yeah, he—that's exactly what he's going to do. You have to, you have to start Demarcus Cousins, and he's been a liability on defense. Oh, absolutely, like because he's still—he's still not healthy. He's still yeah, not one hundred percent healthy from a ruptured Achilles tendon. <laughs> and and his torn quad. So and, and, it, and, his quad, credit, and his quad. He's clearly not 100%. You, you're able to tell he's, he's, he's very slow, more slow-footed than he usually is, 100%. I'm, I'm but they need him. Cousins. They need him to score yeah, 10 to 15 points in this Game 6 and Game 7 if it gets to Game 7. They need him to score. If it goes to Game 7, if they win Game 6, which I do think they're going to win by 5, 6 points in Game 6. I'll be honest with you. I think they're going to win by 5, 6, maybe 7 points in Game 6. If it does go to Game 7... DeMarcus Cousins is going to have to score 15 points in the Game 7. Yeah. And I think it'll be a low-scoring game because, again, the pressure of a Game 7 of an NBA Finals is a heavy burden 
on everybody. I can't see uh, Pascal Siakam playing well in a Game 7. Kyle Lowry, he never plays well in the playoffs. The fact that he's playing okay right now is shocking to me. He's playing better than he's ever has been in the playoffs. So that's shocking to me. I don't see him showing up in a Game 7. I don't see Mark Gasol, that old dinosaur, showing up in a Game 7. Okay, Fred Van Fleet, he went to Wichita State. He doesn't even know what anything big time games are like at Wichita State. Hey, they're in a final yeah, four. I was going to say they went to the final four. You're right. Though, ever since the birth of his, his, his child, he's, he's been a different animal in the playoffs. Listen, he's hitting his shots. He's hitting his shots, which they desperately needed when Danny Green wasn't hitting his shots. And again, you could also say the what if game, if Fred Van Vliet didn't come in and shoot well in the first three or four games, who knows where the Raptors would be? You know what I'm saying? Who knows where they would be if he didn't come off the bench for 30 minutes and score 12, 15 points a game. So, I just think their, their offensive strategy is brilliant. Leonard gets doubled. They just pass the ball around and find the best shot. But, that didn't, but really, that didn't work with them in the last in the final play when they had the chance to win. Yeah, because they gave the ball to Colton. <laughs> they they, no, they, no, they gave it to Marcus Saul and Marcus Saul passed it to Kyle Lowry who got a shot block. Oh, you, no. You don't think Steve Kerr is going to have that play in the back of his mind if it comes down to something like that? They're not going to let Kawhi Leonard beat them. He's a good enough coach. I'm a good – I don't even coach, and I can tell you right now, they're not going to let Kawhi Leonard beat them in the Game 7 of the NBA Finals. They're going to have somebody else beat them. If they're going to lose, they're going to have somebody else beat them. I'm going to tell you that. If, if we could change the topic to um, free agency. Sure, what's up? How do you up? feel that um... – I, I think this KD injury changes everything. For one, I think what I'm does a it change? Fan, so, um, this is bad luck for the Knicks because I I honestly thought we had a fifty fifty chance of um. We had we had him. like a ninety nine percent chance of Kevin Durant coming <laughs> to New York. <laughs> but um, this especially now that Kyrie has opted out. Yeah, he I opted out today Kyrie, a little while ago. I think I think Kyrie would um. It's likely he, he signs with the Lakers, in my opinion. And I really? Think and listen, I I actually said that once I found out a couple months back that he gave LeBron James a phone call and said yeah. sorry about everything. I said it on my radio show here, third and long, that I said it wouldn't surprise me to see Kyrie go play in L.A. Now, I'm going to tell you this. The L.A. Lakers are in deep discussions with a trade for Anthony Davis. They offered up Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and the number four pick for Anthony Davis. Okay. That is probably going to be the best offer the Pelicans get because uh, Anthony Davis's agent, Rich Paul, has come out and said that if the Boston Celtics are going to go going out to trade him, that he's only going to stay there for one year. This is your agent saying you're going to stay there for one year. Anthony Davis has two preferred destinations for long-term uh, ability for him, the L.A. Lakers and the New York Knicks. And the Pelicans didn't like what the New York Knicks offered. And to be honest with you, I don't want the New York Knicks offering up everybody under the sun because they still need players right. to play. So I'm I'm gonna I'm okay with that. But if he does go to LA I'll tell you what though, if if they trade Frank uh, whatever his I hate him, is, Frank Nilakina well, Frank Nilakina would be on the trade board. It would be Frank Nilakina, it would be Kevin Knox, it would be Mitchell Robinson, and the number two pick for Anthony Davis, which Ooh. I think is how, way too much. How much value I, would I, he have, though, being added I down love, here, though, Nilakina? I like I, Mitchell I Robinson, too. He's just very he's raw really offensively. Amazing. He's six he foot 11, he's athletic, he blocks shots, he jumps. Yeah, well, and, what isn't and, there to and like? You can see his improvement because when he was injured, he sprained his ankle, he came back, his free throw shooting went up. So he, 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 you could tell he's, he's going. Gonna, you know, he's going to be good. He's just that he's young. He never played in college. He left Western Kentucky early to just go uh, practice and train for the NBA draft, which he got drafted in the second round. Whatever, good pick for the New York Knicks right there. But again, I don't want the New York Knicks trading all their young assets to just go after for Anthony Davis in the long term because there is no right. guarantee that Kyrie Irving comes here because now we're hearing right. Kyrie Irving wants to go to Brooklyn. There's no guarantee that Kevin Durant is going to come back healthier than what he was after a ruptured Achilles, even though I think he's the one that would be able to do it. Okay, There's no guarantee that he comes to New York. What I'm hearing now uh, through my sources is that the New York Knicks are now going to actively pursue aggressively Kawhi Leonard in free agency. I don't know. Could Kawhi come to New York? It's possible, but I think Kawhi wants to be in L.A., closer to family and stuff. I think he's going to be a clipper, if you want me to be honest with you, which I don't think is a good move for his career, but that that's just me. But free agency, I don't think it, it's going to be blown way out of proportion or change everything because Kevin Durant is still going to get a max deal for wherever he wants to go. 
He's already come out and said that the only way he signs on to his player option with Golden State is a last resort. So he's getting a he's getting a big time contract from somebody, and it's not going to be the Golden State Warriors. Man, I would not sign. I would not give a player thirty million to sit on the bench. I'm sorry. I and listen, as, I, I, I'm as, with you. He's he's thirty you are, years old. I can't do that. He's thirty years old. He's never. He's not going to play until he's thirty-two. Who knows what he's going to be like at thirty-two years old, coming off that type of surgery? Again, that's the that's the worst surgery for an NBA basketball player. So, so, so basically, you're you're committing sixty million because your second 60. year you're still not you're, sure what you're, he's, like. he's a first team All NBA. He he would get he get. I'm sorry for if he stayed with Golden State, he'd get two hundred and twenty one. He's going to get one hundred and ninety four million from whatever yeah. team he goes to for five years. I, I I'm sorry. I think Golden State owes him for this injury. They Golden State can't deal. afford everybody. They can't yeah, afford everybody. I think Clay Thompson would be the most likely to stay. I would think. Oh, absolutely. Clay Clay Thompson is going to stay with Steph Curry, and so is Draymond Green. To be honest with you, they could afford all three of them, but they can't afford four, all four of them, and they won't be able to afford uh, even three of them if Kevin Durant is one of those guys. Because again, yeah. Kevin Kevin Durant's the first team, and if he stayed with Golden State, he has to get a two hundred twenty one million dollar contract, yep. which Golden yep. State is not going to do. So this free agency is going uh, – July 1st is going to be very interesting, and I actually can't wait for July 1st. But first, I can't wait for the NBA draft. The NBA draft is going to be really, really exciting. Are you a Knicks fan? Yes. Thank, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I have, people that, I have people that call from Canada that are Toronto Raptors fans. I have Boston fans. I have all these other fans, and I finally get a Knicks fan that calls the show and – you seem like you know basketball, which I thoroughly enjoy, and, and we could go on and on about it. So let me ask you this. Now, this is either going to make me hate you or love you. Oh, boy. <laughs> if you had the number one pick, who did you want at the number one pick? Oh, Zion. So, so you love Zion Williamson? I thought he was the best player in college. I saw him in high school, the best player in high school. I watched, I I watched him at an friend. AAU tournament at 16 years old. Amazing. I hate Zion Williamson. I think, I think his game translates to this fast. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> now oh, we're going to get into a you little bit come of an up. argument. <laughs> You're going to sit there and tell me Zion Williamson's game translate to the NBA. Now, I'm going to say this. You're going to say it translates better because there's no zone and everything is more spread out. Am I right? Is that what you're going to go with? And, and the pace of the game, too. Pace of the game is very, it's much faster than the college game. Okay, fair enough. Let me ask you this. How tall is Zion Williamson? They list him vertical with him though. Too. They, he they, have a good vertical. List, I'm taking my words for my argument at you, please. You're gonna tell. <laughs> Did you just say uh? <laughs> Three point shots this year at Duke were set shots. Those Duke a lot, and they were on TV a lot. Come over to the uh, NBA game because it's an Emmy. Okay, Zion Williamson can't shoot the three. Zion five pounds. <laughs> if he wants to play at a high for 82 games, because let's be real. His knees do take a lot of uh, anybody get hurt, but if he doesn't lose weight, I could absolutely see Zion Williamson getting hurt, and it, it sucks the same. Because you're going to tell me a six foot six guy isn't going to go underneath the basket. Positionless now. You're right, and, and but you um, have to be able to shoot if you want to be positionless. He. You don't really need to shoot the ball. You have the two guys. Um, your your um fast pace. Trey Young. Yeah, sorry, Trey Young. So, a seven footer you're bigger right. that are shooting the three. Shooting threes. What's up? Alex Glenn was shooting three, so I... But I, this I, is I, what I'm saying. Andre Drummond, um, DeAndre Jordan, okay? Mm-hmm. Everybody else, a player, you have to and be I, able to shoot. To protect because of his injury, too. Because <laughs> age. Listen, you know? I have said this on my show a million and a half. The fact so, remains so. is that he can't shoot a jump shot. He's just an athlete. If you really watch Zion Williamson extensively, he couldn't score going to the right side. Randall, is that is that a weird comparison? No, because I've... That's too much. No, that's no. Because, uh, how? More athletic. Only reason, yeah, he was listed at 285 pounds. They listed him at 6'7". He wasn't 6'7". He was about against guys that are his size in the paint. And that when you weigh that much and you're physically bigger than them, you sit there and try and tell me that Zion Williamson is going to be a player. I think when you watch an NBA guys take off nights, 100%. It happens. Honestly, you they, they, just never Paul George, who is 6'8", who could just... So I'm gonna sit there and I, I'm gonna I have life itself. More, more age when he, Zion gets drafted. He for cover guys like who do you think should be the first pick? And as a Knicks, to God they were trading it. But I, Barrett. 
Yeah. Especially whoa, on the whoa. defensive end. Let, let me um, just come, come playoff time. Yes. I, 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 you think Jimmy Butler hated the Toronto uh, game of basketball? RJ Barrett cares. I think. Gets a jump shot, you won't hear. Criticize, but I don't think it's because of effort. It's because let's be let's be real here. Was the brother Trey Jones you're talking Trey about? Trey Jones because he needs to develop. Okay, shooting ability at six he foot fits, eight. He fits the game. Uh, our college. I think so. He could put the ball on the ground, and he has a jump. You're saying about RJ Barrett is the same thing. Paul George and Danny Granger. Danny Granger was great with the Indianapolis Pacers. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, he he's aggressive. Throw shooting and free throw shooting, but that could. Everything that R.J. Barrett does well. Imagine if he did care. Mediocre for Here. people because of upside. You don't. So you're. I don't. And Julius Randle. And they learned. Lakers got rid of him. I'll be honest with you uh, with that. College man. season. Brooke and I love it. With a better but shot. Let me, let me ask you a question. Um, Memphis has. On right from Utah, played. who was on the team. Yeah, he, yeah. He's nothing in the NBA. I want John Moran. I was already in talks about go look at go look at Delon. I mean, he played with the Memphis Grizzlies, which is a big component in the NBA. He's anything special? Yeah, he had a thing special for him. You're taking John Morant at the Noyet, but it's just not the Grizzlies. Yeah, but they but, don't. But when they other sports, but as a team, then they have this kind of pick again. You can't. Seeing he knew he knew his stuff. I mean, I, Wiggins, that's a, no, that's I a, never heard that that's either. That's one that's different. All but right. ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Third and Long on Matty Cap Speedy PD. Enjoy Game Seven of the NHL Stanley Cup tonight. As I know, Speedy will be there uh, watching it. Our president of this network is actually at mm -hmm. the Boston TD Bank Garden. He is there tonight, so good for him. But ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio.